We welcome you into another episode of OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein, host of SiriusXM's Cars and Culture on Business Channel 132. One theme permeated in and around the many product announcements at the recently completed North American International Auto Show in Detroit. The role of electrified and increased technology advancements in both autonomy and the changing user experience. What is the technology powering these advancements? On this week's episode of Automotive Insiders, we dig into that answer with Eric Michelutti, the director of lithium-ion technology at Clarios. Clarios creates the most advanced battery technologies for virtually every type of vehicle, from high voltage to low, and is active in the technology evolution, from flooded to AGM and lithium-ion. Clarios is a leader in energy storage solutions, powering one of every three vehicles globally. Today's discussion will look at multiple power sources and the role they play. Plus, the reasons behind the selection of one chemistry over another, and the changes that will occur in the future. Eric Michelutti is the Director of Lithium-Ion Technology at Clarios, and he's my guest this week on OESA's Automotive Insiders. It's wonderful to uh, meet you and see you here at the Detroit Auto Show. How are you? Great. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having us here and giving us the opportunity to speak with you. Uh, absolutely. Let's start with uh, modern vehicles, EVs. There are, there's a lot of conversation about multiple power sources, but can you give us a breakdown of the kinds of power sources and the roles that they play? Yep. So in, typically in electric vehicles, there are two power sources, a high voltage battery and a low voltage battery. The high voltage battery is generally a large lithium ion battery that provides the power to move the vehicle. Basically, this replaces your engine in an internal combustion vehicle. On the low voltage side, the battery plays different roles based on the vehicle architecture. So in a traditional internal combustion electric vehicle, plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, or an HEV uh, hybrid electric vehicle, there's always an engine in the battery needs, the low voltage battery needs to crank that engine and turn the vehicle on. It also supports the accessory loads when the engine is off. In an EV, you don't have that engine, so you don't need that additional power and cranking capability. Based on the EV's architecture, though, and the OEM's um, strategies, they use the low voltage battery differently. So in some cases, it's still going to power those accessory loads when the EV battery is uh, not there, the high voltage battery, or it can power the battery management system of the high voltage battery. And in a specific condition, it is used for redundant power uh, during safety critical events. A lot of talk about evolution of batteries. What do you expect going forward? <clears throat> so we, uh, you know, from a high voltage perspective, we expect the battery to see increases in energy density and reductions in cost. Uh, this generally will make, give you longer range at a lower cost to the customer. We're seeing uh, OEs partner with cell suppliers and manufacturers mm -hmm. and developing that in-house really to drive that technology change. Seeing a lot in the news on that recently. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, lots of stuff in the U.S., lots of collaboration and partnerships. From a low voltage perspective, we're going to see continued improvements in energy density and power to energy ratio, as well as improvements in low temperature functionality and capability. This is really going to give better functionality overall to the vehicle. What we're also seeing, though, is there's a lot of room for growth and evolution, and we're proud to say that you know the largest technological advances in this space are going to come from Clarios. So let's look at reasons behind why an automaker would pick one chemistry over another. Let's let's talk about uh, maybe. Uh, you know, lithium ion, you know, versus other alternatives. Mm -hmm. So the first decision point or deciding factor is going to be performance based off of the vehicle requirements. So they're going to take a look at 
what are their overall requirements in the operating space? So ambient temperature, operational temperature, voltage range, and can the chemistry provide the requirements needed, the cranking power or the reverse or reserve load power, those type of things. Once they've determined that all the chemistries or there are multiple chemistries that can meet those performance requirements, then they're going to start looking at trade-offs like cost and space and uh, weight. So from a lithium-ion perspective, generally is a much smaller uh, and lighter weight uh, component compared to a lead-acid battery. And, but there is a cost trade-off. They are more expensive. So when the OEs are looking for their ultimate solution on the low-voltage space, they're weighing those different trade-offs. So let's talk about those trade-offs. What are they in terms of space and cost? Yeah, so from a space perspective, the lithium-ion battery is going to be much lighter and much smaller and much more compact to an right. equivalent power-to-energy ratio from a lead-acid battery. The cost, again, is going to be higher. It's, uh, you know, there's electronics, there's other things associated with lithium ion, uh, the manufacturing, the, the supply chain is different than the lead acid supply chain. Uh, so they're looking at the total cost of ownership and what they're providing to the customer. There is, uh, you know, a life trade off with lithium ion too, where they do have a longer life. So, you know, it could last the life of the vehicle. It's intended to last the life of the vehicle where a lead acid battery is going to be replaced. So they look at all of those different cost perspectives and the overall life of the ownership of the vehicle. Let me ask though, couldn't the high voltage battery just cover the power needs of the low voltage? In general, yes, it can. So with the use of a DC to DC converter, the high voltage battery can provide all those loads that the 12 volt battery can. One of the critical functions though that the 12 volt battery plays is that redundancy and safety if the high voltage battery becomes unavailable for some reason. So say for instance, you're driving in the on the road uh, in an EV, you're going 70 miles an hour on the highway and all of a sudden the high voltage battery becomes unavailable. Maybe it's too hot, maybe there's a component failure. That's just like your engine falling out or you know becoming completely unavailable while you're driving on the uh, highway in a traditional car that you see today. Obviously a scary situation. What that second power supply, that low voltage power supply does is it provides enough power and energy to safely get the vehicle off the road to support things like power steering, power braking, and a little bit of motive, really just long enough to safely uh, get the vehicle off the road into a safe condition. You think about the future, uh, Eric, uh, what, what do you see when you as it as it's related to power sources or different power sources where so are we going with with those um alternatives. Yep. So I think, you know, we're going to continue to see an evolution on both the high voltage and low voltage sides. The OEs are going to try and balance what functionality they support on both of those uh, architectures, but they're really going to need to look at it from a system perspective to really maximize the performance, the, the capability, the safety, as well as the overall cost of the system. Let's talk specifics now. The 12 volt flooded battery has been a reliable source for a long time. For much of its history, the overall design has been relatively consistent. Why is that? And what could change? Okay, that's right. So the 12 volt batteries, you know, they have been very similar design for a very long period of time. And there's several reasons for this. Lead acid batteries are very robust in a vehicle application. They're manufacturable. There's a lot of capacity and scale across, across the globe to manufacture those in all regions. It's sustainable and recyclable. Lead acid batteries are one of the most recycled products in the world. There's a very large circular economy associated with that so it drives cost and availability globally but one of the main reasons is for a long time it didn't need to change so the way the vehicles use the battery 
from the inception of the vehicle for a long period of time was very similar. So starting, lighting, and ignition. Didn't require different functionality or different demands on the battery. What we started to see over time was, as the OEs were looking at ways to improve their fuel economy and, and reduce their CO2 emissions, they started implementing additional technologies like start-stop, where the vehicle's engine will come to a complete stop and turn off when the vehicle's stopped, and then turn on when you take your foot off the brake, and regenerative braking, where they try and capture that energy that's created during a, a braking event and store that in the battery. Once these technologies started getting implemented at the vehicle level, it put a different demand on the lead-acid battery, um, which necessitated a, a change in chemistry and an evolution, which led to EFBs, enhanced flooded batteries, as well as AGM batteries being predominant in those applications. As we look going forward and we see even further electrification, and different demands, as I mentioned before, with an EV, you don't have to crank the engine, so it's a different load profile, it's a different demand on the battery. It offers some different opportunities for other technologies like lithium ion. And the other thing we're seeing from the safety perspective is the ability for the battery to diagnose and communicate its capabilities, and that's gonna become more and more uh, important as the, uh, that battery becomes more integral to that safety functionality. What technology do you believe, Eric, is most commonly sourced today, and will that change? So when we look at uh, all of the OEs globally and the powertrains and everything they're working on, we see AGM as the technology of choice. It's most commonly sourced today. However, we do see this changing within the next five years. It is different in each region. If we look in Europe, we're seeing really the largest growth, growth demand for the 12-volt lithium-ion products. As we go to Asia, we still see that SLI is very predominant, but there's a gradual growth in lithium-ion. And then in the U.S., it's predominantly AGM. So on the one hand, the shift to electrification is removing vehicle parts and components, but from a technology and autonomous perspective, it's a lot more complex. Does the 12-volt battery that we know today, does it cut it, Eric, or do these systems need to evolve? So from purely an electrochemical standpoint, yes, today's technology cuts it. But with that being said, with competing factors like weight and space and the other savings that the OEs are trying to get, it might not be the most preferred solution. What we also see is, again, it's not as much from the chemistry perspective, but that connected and uh, ability to communicate perspective. As electrification is increasing and autonomous driving is increasing, it's increasing just the demand of knowing the availability of the battery. Can it do what I need it to do when I needed to do it? And what we're seeing is from lithium ion, there's already some capability there as we look at state of function and state of health capabilities. Those are evolving to meet the needs of EV. On the lead acid side, um, you know, we do see from an electrochemical perspective that flooded lead acid batteries traditionally are going to probably phase out. They're not going to be able to meet all the demands of the new electrification. That being said, uh, there is still room for AGM and other connected products, but you need to... Uh, they need to have the ability to accurately diagnose its reliability and availability to meet the customer demands. So final thing, um, paint the picture for us for the road ahead. What else might change that you haven't mentioned? What else should we be thinking about that could change? So I think what we're seeing now is, is we've gone through the evolution of different 12-volt products. Uh, each time there's a new iteration, so start-stop and now electrification and then autonomous driving, there's just new demands on the vehicle and the battery itself. I think we're going to see just continued electrification and continued need for that communication and that diagnostics of the availability of the part, and that's going to really become ingrained in the overall system. So it's, the technology is going to continue to advance, it's going to continue to get cheaper, and it's going to continue to get smarter. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on Automotive Insiders. Thank you.
That's this episode of Automotive Insiders. Remember to follow the program wherever your favorite podcast appears. And thanks again to my guest, Eric Micheluti, the Director of Lithium-Ion Technology at Clarios. And thanks for listening to OESA's Automotive Insiders. I'm Jason Stein. We'll talk to you again next time. <laughs>